what's going on everybody welcome to the nightmares podcast where we talk about all things horror movies music and in this case artwork um uh, you have seen her on many 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 of the nightmares podcasts uh, for many different topics and also in the halloween horror nights review but she is finally getting her very very own podcast uh, because uh, she finally said yes the, uh, after me asking for a long time. The, um, uh, so we're very, very excited uh, to have her. Um, uh, she is an amazing artist and uh, the, uh, the, the love of my life, actually. The, um, uh, so the lovely, lovely Sarah Trukowski, soon to be uh, Sarah um, uh, Conway. The, uh, yep. very... I am so sorry. <laughs> Thanks, Zach. Oh, yeah, and Zach's here, by the way, too. My, my partner in crime, Mr. Zachary Smith. Um, uh, so, Sarah, without further ado, um, obviously some people may know you, some people may not. Um, if you can uh, introduce yourself and, uh, and, and what you're all about today. Hello. <laughs> uh, yes, uh, my name is Sarah Tarkowski, and I am... An artist and a graphic designer, and um, I create some creepy type macabre slash freaky slash tiki artwork, um, and I brought some of it to show you today. Which we're very excited because we talk about your artwork all the time, especially considering one of your pieces is directly behind you. Um, yes. uh, the um, uh, the meat frosty uh, right there, and then along That's with right the, here. along with a couple other pieces as well. Um, I know that uh, your snow globe is sitting in that little display right over there as well. So yes. um, you get to be asked the the very very famous question that we ask everybody on here, uh, which was when did horror uh, start in your life? Because obviously you have a horror edge to all of your artwork, um, with the exception of of tiki, but the tiki is kind of freaky um as the name illustrates so i i'm i'm curious when did um uh, when did horror uh come into your life uh so i don't know i that's kind of a weird question i and it's honestly i don't really know like the perfect answer but i uh you know as a young kid i was actually quite the scaredy cat i which was funny because like i you know i didn't like scary stuff i was you know, always the kid when you go to the like the amusement parks, you know, is the ride gonna be scary? It's gonna be scary. Um I'm trying to remember. Oh, um what was the first ride that I we we're it's like in Disney World. I'm trying to remember this one story my mom would always tell me. Um and we went on some ride, I forgot which one it was. But after that ride, I and it wasn't like super scary or anything, but after I went on that ride, like the whole rest of the trip, I was asking every time we were going to go do something. Oh, I remember. And I'm sure other people got traumatized by this as a kid as well. It was the Honey, I Shrunk the Audience. It wasn't a ride. It was a like a 3D show with interactive stuff going on, like you actually felt the rats brushing against your feet. You felt like stuff go, like things were flying in front of your face. Like I was terrified and I had 3d glasses on and my mom was like, Sarah, just take them off, take it off. And 
I was like, no, no, no. yeah, I didn't know it was going to help or work or whatever. I just was freaked out. And then after that, I just constantly was like, is this going to be scary? It's going to be scary. So I was always scared. I never liked haunted houses as a kid. Like, you know, I never went in them. I think the first time I went in a haunted house, I think I was like already in college. Like, I, like and it was terrifying for me. It was like one of those stupid like church haunted houses, too, that are really lame and everything but uh anyway so <laughs> so yeah but anyway so uh, yeah i mean it's weird how like but but by the time i was going into haunted houses i i was a i had become a fan of horror um and then you know as i got a little older i mean i i liked goosebumps i liked uh are you afraid of the dark was more of my favorite over goosebumps even today i still think are you afraid of the dark holds up as a good show for um adults to watch as well like it's not very hokey like some of it is but most of it's pretty good the stories are good you watch Goosebumps as an adult, at least for me, and I'm just like, I can't watch this. This is too cringy. I just can't. <laughs> isn't it? Isn't that it. true, Zach? Is isn't that true? The um, uh, isn't isn't Goosebumps a little hokey sometimes? It's very hokey, very cringy. Yeah. I just think it's fun. The uh, it is it sure. is pretty ridiculous. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Uh, we'll we'll go with that. But I love still watching. Are you afraid of the dark? I'll re- watch what it, whenever it's streaming on something. I'll make sure to watch it. Uh, I used to own the DVDs, but that's a long story from Canada, so they don't work anymore. Uh, but like, yeah, I mean, I think that's like when I first started to really like scary stuff and not be like so terrified anymore. I remember my mom watching like the show Dark Shadows. She loved that show. And like she was watching reruns when I was little one day and I was terrified of the show and like anytime she was watching it I had to hide in the playroom like I didn't want to even be like in the living room while it was played so I mean I don't know like I just you know I (laughs) you know I remember one time I came in the living room she's sitting there like intensely watching the tv and I'm like what you watching she's like dark shadows I'm like oh and I like ran into the playroom and I hid in there because like I just didn't want to be in the realm of like the show like, I was like oh my god something's gonna come out or scare me so yeah I mean I was a bit of a scaredy cat but also I grew to start loving some stuff uh, I think once I like reached you know I think it was like seventh or eighth grade sixth grade maybe even I started really like horror movies I really like the ring was one of my first like really good favorite ones that I remember watching uh that I just love and that- I love it I love it how that's like crazy ironic that you were afraid of a chi- as a child of things coming out of the television and to come I'm and get you the ring yeah <laughs> so it's, it's funny so yeah but I I remember The Ring being one of my first, like, hardcore, like, oh, my God, I love this movie. It's so good. It's so creepy. Um, and then, yeah, I think from there, I just started really liking a lot of horror movies. I unfortunately never, like, was introduced to any of the old-fashioned horror movies as a kid. I, you know, I don't really know any of the classics. Like, I know of them, but I've never really even seen. I mean, I only watched Texas Chainsaw Massacre, like, maybe a month ago for the first time. Honestly, I didn't really care for it. I mean, I don't know. It's just, I guess, I guess there's a specific type of horror that I like that I think everybody likes. You know, I like the more ghost stuff, the supernatural, paranormal, like creepy entity type stuff. Um, 
and I really don't know how this came about, but I really started to get into liking like types of things having to do with like voodoo and like witchcraft. And um, that's kind of how it started playing into my artwork. Um, I've always loved tropical things. Like, I don't know, I've always loved tiki's and um, that kind of Polynesian inspired artwork. And I, maybe it tied into somehow voodoo, even though voodoo comes from Louisiana and New Orleans and Haiti. It's not like, uh, it's not, has nothing to do with the Polynesian islands. As far as I know, maybe I'm wrong. I'm probably wrong. Cause I think magic and witchcraft and all that stuff, uh, has roots in almost every culture. Um, but I love that stuff. I love like witchcraft. I love, you know, the, that kind of, uh, type of stuff, black magic. Um, even though voodoo isn't, as you will be told numerous times in New Orleans, voodoo is not witchcraft, it's a religion, which mm -hmm. is true. Um, but, you know, Hollywood has kind of taken it for a different turn. It, it made it into something, like, more sinister uh, in the movies. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that's kind of what inspired my artwork, which is a lot of what you will see when I start to show you some stuff. Absolutely, absolutely. So was there like a specific, um, uh, uh, you know, film or a specific um, story that really caught your attention when it came to like witchcraft or voodoo or hoodoo or things of that kind of realm? Because it's a kind of a, a, a subgenre of, of the spiritual horror movie, you know, or entity horror movie. Like, you know, you're dealing in, you know, black magic and witchcraft and things like that. So it's very specific. So I'm curious if you if you caught any you know, piece of media or whatever the case may be on, you know, why you liked it so much, you know, why did it hit you? Um, I think the one movie I really liked and I saw it in high school was, uh, the skeleton key. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, that sure. has to do with hoodoo. Um, so it's a little different, but I think I liked that whole idea cause it takes place in the South. Um, I love the South just in general. I love new Orleans. I love, the you know the spanish moss i love the bayou i love the swamps and like all that kind of stuff um and uh, the skeleton key is very much got that atmosphere and that theme happening um and then of course it definitely has the dark magic going on in it which i really like um so i think that that's one of my favorite movies i really liked it when i saw it in the theater um, yeah, I, I, yeah, I think that's one that definitely did it for me. Uh, going further down the line through the years, I, another, uh, notable thing I watched was, uh, Coven, which is season three of American Horror Story. And that has to do with witches, it takes place in New Orleans, has voodoo in it. Uh, it's very cool. Uh, I actually went out of my way on a house uh, tour of the Garden District in New Orleans to find the house where they filmed Coven. And honestly, they didn't film it in the house. It was just the outside and every the yard and everything that they used. And they built a set for the interior. But like me and my sister, like at the end of the tour, like we told the guy, we're like, so, well, I think it was even at the beginning of the tour. We're like, are we going to see that house? It's in the garden district. He's like, well, it's not part of the tour. He's like, but I will direct you towards it afterwards. And he told us where to go. And we took a few, you know, left and right turns and we found it. And yeah, it is. So, yeah, I'm a big fan of that. 
Um, I'm just a small fan of American Horror Story. Just just yeah. a very just a very no, small I love small Horror fan. Story. And honestly, that was my first the first season I watched. Mm. I just decided one day. I think you know I had nothing to do. It was you know I was alone in the house. So I was like, well, I heard about this American Horror Story. I've been told I would really like it. Let me see what the current season is. And it was season three. Mm. And I found it. I think it was like on demand. I found it and mm. I started watching it. And I was like, wow, this is really cool. I love the story. I love like everything about it. And yeah. And then from there, I watched season one, season two, and then four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. You know what I mean? I just, it just went from there. So, uh, and I'm still, yeah, I'm still a fan of the, of the show. I love Ryan Murphy in general. I think he's really great. I love most of what he does. <laughs> I love it if she had it in most. most of, because I don't really care for Scream Queens. Scream Queens. Uh, uh, I just, uh, uh, I don't know. I just didn't. I didn't. <laughs> Zach's, Zach's just, just, oh, just sadness. I just didn't get hooked on it. I tried. I gave it a shot a couple times and I just never got hooked. Oh, I, I so never, I honestly like forgot about it a couple times. Like I was like, oh yeah, I was watching that, but I don't really want to finish it. <laughs> <laughs> that's like that's that's like a laugh yeah. into a sigh because Zach and I love that show. I know so much. I know you it, do. It I is know you so do. It's very boisterous, like your personality. Yeah, so. Sure, the that um, fits. but it's it all, fits. but it's also fucking hilarious. <laughs> it's only because okay. Chad is our spirit animal. Yeah, that's true. The um, uh, and and I also want to walk down the street in uh, perfectly coordinated white outfits with baseball bats with Backstreet Boys singing in the background. The um, uh, dude that you even you admitted that that scene was fantastic. It was funny. I don't want to recreate it. <laughs> well, you know, it's each their own, I suppose. The um, uh, so. Um, you know what I, I the um I may may or may not know this, but the, uh, you know, but for the sake of the audience, um, you know, when you were growing up, you know, besides Dark Shadows, were your parents were your parents into horror or um, uh, you know, watching it or you know, uh, you know, growing up and everything else? I, I don't know if they had a um an inkling for for horror movies or thrillers or things like that. Um, not so much like the old like the thr- like the old classics like Frankenstein and all that stuff, but. Uh, my mom, not so much as far as what, what she's told me. I know that she did like dark shadows. She honestly never really cared for a horror or creepy stuff. Like she'd always be like, Oh, I don't like how that makes me feel. I don't like it. It makes my skin crawl. I don't, I don't like watching that. I don't like watching that. So she never, I mean, even like to this day, you know, I would be at her house and I turned like some creepy show on and. She's like, well, are you watching something creepy in there? I can hear it. I'm like, yes, mom. Like, don't come in here, you know? So it's kind of weird that she liked Dark Shadows, uh, but that was really the only thing that I know of. Uh, yeah, uh, my dad. So my dad actually likes horror, likes creepy stuff. He never was, like, one to really... Uh, I don't know like he it's hard to explain what his thing with it is uh from what i remember is he would be the one turning on the creepy movies well me and ashley were probably way too young to watch them <laughs> um i before i was born this is always a funny story with him 
uh, my sister was probably like one or two or something, old enough to talk, but very small. And I wasn't alive yet, so she had to be no more than, no older than, you know, two or, you know, three. And so my dad, you know, she was getting ready for bed. So my dad's like, okay, adult time. He puts on like the move, the show. I think at the, yeah, the it, he put on it. It was just series at the time. <laughs> and he's like, wow, I heard about this. I think it's like really cool. I want to see it. Let me turn this on. It's like the very beginning of the show. Like he's in the, you know, the sewer, he's talking to the kid and, little Ashley comes waddling in with her nightgown on and ready to go to bed as she goes why does that clown have scary teeth (laughs) and and my mom goes turn that off and my dad turned it right off he never saw the whole never saw it never saw it never got to finish it barely started it never saw it it's probably a good thing that he turned it off when he did yeah so why does that cloud have scary teeth because he eats children that's why exactly turn that off right now so my dad definitely likes that kind of stuff he loves he loves creepy horror he loves you know scary movies um, and then I think the other thing was not only was he, he turned on, I think the movie, this isn't a horror movie, but you know, it was a saving private Ryan. Is that the one where like the intense, like world war two battle scenes? Yes. Yeah. Yes. yeah, D- 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 he, yeah. he had that on one day, like me and Ashley are sitting, we're kids, we're playing with our toys and he's got this intense like battle scene on the TV and he's like specifically says, watch this, watch this. You know, we're kids. We're like, huh? And it's that part where, like, the guy, the one guy, he's, like, that old-fashioned helmet on, and, like, a bullet hits him, and it dings off his helmet. And he's so amazed that it, what it did, so he takes his helmet off to look at what yeah. happened, and he gets shot, blown in the head, and yep. died. Yep. And my dad's, like, specifically, oh, this is a good scene, guys, watch. And we're, like, got our Barbie dolls, and we're, like, huh? What, what are you showing us, Dad? And this guy getting his bla- brains blown out. <laughs> Uh, you know, so that was pretty funny. And then, funny enough, I think we were, like, maybe, like, middle middle school age, but definitely too young to watch Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. He showed us that. Mm. He's like, okay, we're going to watch this movie. And we watched it from beginning to end, um, which is very gory. You know, obviously it's Frankenstein. Um, so yeah, my dad loves it and he definitely introduced us to some stuff early on that I think, you know, helped me become a bit of a, a you know, like horror and everything like that. So once I, you know, got a little older, but no, yeah. Yeah. Among, among, you know, Sarah and me, Sarah's probably always the first person to, to run to a horror movie, even, even, you know, um, before I would, the, yeah. um, uh, you know, she's introduced me to a few things as well that have been great. So the, um, uh, which is, which is really cool. And, you know, she's fit in like a glove with the rest of the, uh, the crazy people that are here, the, um, including Zach. So you kind of had a little bit of a, you know, uh, you know, maybe a touch of Zach's upbringing with horror, the, um, being introduced to horror movies at a very young age except not as explicitly more of you know off off to the side zach has definitely been was definitely you know no you're gonna watch this movie we're gonna watch freddie and jason and you know and you're and i don't care that you're two um <laughs> uh, so the um uh, which is which is always a fun story to hear from zach but um 
it, it, so now, um, you know, that, that's awesome. So with, with artwork, um, you know, when did you, you know, I know that you've talked in the past about, you know, things that you've had growing up and, you know, passions that you've had, you know, Sarah loves animals, the, um, uh, more than most people, the, um, uh, the, but when did art start to move into your life? When did that start to, oh, you know, very, to... very early. Um, I mean, I love to draw all the time. I mean, when I was a kid, you know, I had a hard time with learning, you know, I had ADD really bad, like severely bad, like, and, you know, at the time when we were kids, we, parents didn't really didn't know what it was. It kind of was a newer thing. So I struggled in school really like harshly. And I think because I like drawing, it was the only thing I really understood how to do it and was actually good at it. So it made me feel really good uh, to be able to just take out a piece of paper and draw. Um, I had a chalkboard in my room, like the, we're talking like the little Tykes chalkboard easel thing. Of and I was always drawing on that. I had, I had a uh, pad of paper in the back, crayons, and a chalkboard in the front. And actually, I remember drawing some spooky monsters on there that I was afraid of. Uh, I remember like, uh, one time I think I saw, oh, the, are you afraid of the dark episode with Nosferatu, the, the movie theater one, yep, yep, yep. that guy that. scared the hell out of me. So I drew him, I drew him on my little piece of paper, you know, on my little pad. I remember I like say, I cut him out. I was like, this is the guy that scares me, you know, <laughs> like, uh, so, and then, yeah, I had a chalkboard. I was always drawing on my chalkboard. Whenever I got mad, I'd run into my room and I'd start drawing pictures of my mom being mean to me and yelling at me. And, uh, you know, most people uh, keep a diary. Sarah, I I, Sarah had a picture book. I think even my mom encouraged me when I was struggling. So I had a really nasty, mean first grade teacher. She wasn't just mean to me. She was mean to every kid. Uh, she just was a nightmare of a teacher. And, she, uh, one day she made me really mad. I came home from school and I was so upset. I was crying. My mom's like, why don't you go draw a picture of her? So I ran into the room. I grabbed a piece of paper. I started drawing her. I started, you know, crossing her face out and making her look like horrible and everything. And, and then my mom looks at it. She's like, oh, she looks cute. I'm like, like, don't say that. She's supposed to look mean. She looks mean. You know what I mean? So... Yeah, so I and I was always the kid that got excited when there was an assignment that involved drawing because I was like, yes, like, haha, you know. I always got so happy when it was art time, you know. The, the teacher was like, we're gonna do an art project. Like, I got so excited. Um, yeah, I always loved it. You know, the teachers always had like blank paper on the side for free drawing, so I was always going there, always drawing during indoor recess. Uh, free time, whatever. Yeah, so I just love that. Um, I would do it at home. Um, you know, soon enough, you know, lots of family members caught on and they bought me all kinds of art sets and crayons and markers. Um, I had all kinds of stuff. And I remember one time, like, my uh, grandma told me, you know, my dad's mom, she was always telling me, like, you should go into art or into art, you know, as I was getting older and thinking about, I was in high school, she was like, you should really go into art. And I'm just like, I don't know, you know, there's really no career in it is what we were always told. Um, 
so yeah, I mean, yeah, as a kid, it started really early and it kind of was my way of, you know, getting through the hardships of what I was dealing with, with as a child, you know, with teachers not understanding me, with parents not understanding me. Um, and then finally I got the help I needed, you know, they're like, okay, you obviously have something going on. Let's get you Let's get you, you know, some help. And, you know, yeah, I was on the right track from there. Um, once my parents understood, like, okay, she has a learning disability. They told my teachers what's going on. And everyone was on the same page. I started to get good teachers as time went on. Um, you know, I had some really great teachers my last few years in grammar school. Um and uh, yeah, I think that really helped me, um, you know, kind of just, yeah, become the person I am today. And I continue to draw and still uh, mess around <laughs> with stuff. <laughs> you know, you know it's, it's, it's kind of interesting. And maybe Zach, you know, can add some perspective here. Um, I find it really interesting that a lot of um, – artists um uh, people that are you know um that are in you know in those fields you know filmmaking um musicians artists things of that nature school and them don't often really mix i don't know many that 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 really excelled you know in academia you know on a regular you know like like being really really good students but also being artists at the same time then also you know a lot of them have HGT, the um uh, you know present company included so i'm curious you know you know i didn't do not i did not do very well i was a very below average if not average student i mean there's some things that i loved um but it also depended on who was teaching um you know i loved history and english but science and math were not were not strong suits it took me in college it took me five times through from college to um, I'm sorry, from high school to college to pass um, algebra two until finally it clicked in my head. The um, so it, it was kind of a eh, experience. So I'm curious, Zach. You know, um, did you have a similar a thing? You know, being in in film and in and being you know a pseudo artist filmmaker. You know, what was your experience like with with school? I fucking hated school. <laughs> I did not excel at all. I was not an excelling student. I hated everything from math, reading, writing, all that shit. I fucking despised it. I eventually got the hang of science because science can actually be fun when you learn, oh, I could blow shit up? Fuck yeah, let me do that. And just, you know, build and create shit. So eventually I got the hang of science. Everything else, no? Fuck that. Um, college, I learned script writing was fun, so that's when reading and writing started, you know, excelling a little bit more in that. But I could always fucking do it. It's just like, all right, you're going to teach the same thing for 20 fucking years? Yeah. Eventually, people are going to get bored, all right? I know how to read, okay? I don't need to read 20 fucking ch- Just, I don't know. My theory on it anyway. <laughs> Oh the, my um, gosh. Well, it's funny, like you know, like just how you mentioned that, Zach. Too is like I, I imagine that people it would be more successful if they taught it in a way that made sense to them, you know. Because I mean, you just even mentioned that, like you know, English and writing made sense to you once it was in script form. Oh yeah, like uh, all my college courses, like anything I had to like write or something, I literally asked, "Do you mind if I write a script?" Sure, cool. It was my field. It made sense. They let me do it. Wow, it's amazing what you can accomplish when you make things fucking interesting. Same thing with science. I could blow shit up. Can I do that? Sure, do that. Sweet. I'm learning now. Math. Oh, all of this bullshit is useless. Calculus, trigonometry, the theory of relativity. I'm a filmmaker, <laughs> goddammit. I don't need that. to know this shit. <laughs> yeah. I literally... They, 
uh, for years, it was just like, give me one application in real life where this is going to be useful. Right. Uh, oh, you can't? Fuck it's you! Like an algebra <laughs> test on your Starbucks application. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, uh, you know, I know, I know that I know what uh, a, a plus b equals c. The um, uh, you know, the yeah. the uh, do you know how to pour coffee? The um, uh, you know, yeah. And it's funny how that you know that works and everything else. And like, um, uh, you know, if you taught you know uh, physics and light and energy um, and everything else, you can uh, make an example of it with how to light a set. The um, if light is going this way, the shadow will go that way. The um, it's the uh, same with artwork too. Light, color, all that stuff. The um, uh, do you, do you think that if they if they talked about light and color in, in a science class and shading and things like that, that you would t- pay more attention? Probably. To... <laughs> I, I I think so too. You know, it's just funny. Like you know, it's a- athletes and artists. You know, just for whatever reason, just do not excel in in that because it just isn't being made sense. Um, to them, it isn't being made sense into how their mind works. So I always found that um, rather fascinating. Um, so, um, so obviously, you know, you had a lot of upbringing with with art and things like that. And I and I caught a little bit of it at the beginning. Obviously, when you get pissed off at your teachers, you would try to you know draw them ugly and everything else. But when did you know this this kind of love for horror uh, horror films and then the love for art kind of intersect with each other when did that start to develop because it's very clear of your style like you know i mean you have a um a horror edge to you and you, you dive everywhere from the the creepy and the macabre to um i, I don't want to say horror horror cute is not the right word but it's this you know horror light um uh, you know it, it, you know i i i mean like you have the snowman right behind you you know that's it's yeah. still it's still creepy and it's still got an edge to it, but like it's still kind of on the lighter side. Well, so yeah. when did this all kind of some, mix? Some of like for I think what you're trying to say about stuff like that is like I I don't want and you know I, it's like I kind of don't my artwork's kind of not like where you look at it and you're like oh god that's, that's that's grotesque or like oh my god wow that's that's really dark. You look at it and you go this is you know kind of dark but it makes you chuckle a little bit or laugh a little bit like you know like frost you got frosty the abominable snowman it's like hey come on i meet frosty but it's not frosty it's like dark frosty so you know it says hey he's he's back again and you know like he's got his corn cob pipe his button nose but he's also got you know his eyes made out of souls <laughs> so you know he's got teeth he's got claws he's got horns um so yeah it's kind of it's cute and it makes you laugh but it's also not like the most happiest thing either um but i guess when when my uh horror stuff started coming into play probably was college um you know, high school, I think I, a lot of the projects were very um, open to let you do what you wanted to do. Um, but honestly, it was, I went to an all-girl Catholic school, and I think uh, I f- felt a little bit of a um, restraint there um, not to do stuff that was overly horror, um, dark, you know, some kids did a little bit, but there have definitely been times where our teacher warned us, or especially when it was around like this, the spring art show was coming up and she was like, you know, just keep in mind that like the stuff going in the show, she's like, you can do what you want. I'm not going to restrict you on what you draw and what you create. She's like, that's fine. She's like, but 
not from me. She's like from other people like the dean or the, you know, the principal may or other teachers may have an issue. If they see some of your stuff up, it may get censored. It may get taken down. It may not be allowed to be up on the shelf. But she's like, I'm not stopping you from doing what you want to do. I'm just like, you know, like if you do something a little dark, a little too dark, she's like, you know, it may not be allowed to be up in the art show. So she did warn us. So I think that's why I kind of stuck to a little bit like, okay, maybe I shouldn't do something, you know, a little too dark and this and that. Again, had nothing to do with my art teacher, uh, but yeah, it had to do with the school and the environment. We were in high school and, you know, you're being, all the kids at that age are being closely watched and monitored and God forbid you do something a little dark. They're like, oh my God, are they suicidal? Oh my God, are they having trouble? Are they having friend trouble? Are they slaying their wrists? You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) you know, like, and then, yeah, they're just very, very weird like that. Um, and as you can see, you know, my artworks, you're not going to be worried that anything bad is going on. You know, I mean, it's just, it, it, it's just, it was that way. It was that way in high school. Uh, and yeah, so I think college, oh my God, like, you know, just everything let loose, all the, you know, all ties were off and everyone was allowed to do whatever the hell they wanted to do. Um, and yeah, I think that's when I started to, you know, be a little more dark with my artwork. Not everything was. Some stuff was light and cute. I remember we we made like uh we were illustrating, re-illustrating our favorite children book. And I did one about a polar bear who left the Arctic and went into the jungle and he made all these friends. And one was like a hippo, one was like a snake. And boy, I just made people like just all like, oh my God, look at how cute. Even my, I had an illustration teacher at the time. He was like this big, he seemed like he was who wasn't. He was big, tough Russian guy, you know. And he was critiquing my piece and he was like, I just want to say, this hippo is just so charming. He's just so charming. You know, the way I drew the hippo. And then the one with the snake, he, he looked at the snake and the polar bear. I made like I made it so cute, like the little tongue was going nose to nose with the polar bear. He's like, this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship. You know, <laughs> so a lot of my stuff still remained cute and and everything. I still love that stuff. Uh, but like, uh, I, yeah, there was definitely stuff where I did do things with voodoo. Um, I, uh, did things a little darker. Um, and I think one piece that I could really, uh, reflect on that definitely fits my personality now. And it's kind of almost similar. And I almost, I want to redo this piece, but it's almost similar to the frosty piece, uh, it was a, it was a scene of the Christmas elves and it was the story it was telling was what is it like for Santa's elves after they send Santa on his way with all the presents? What do they do? You know, like they've been working hard all, all year. They They've been working for, they've been doing the work of this fat ass to go, like, take all their credit. Um, you know, like, they're, they're probably just, like, fucking frustrated. Like, oh, thank God that's over. Like, let's go let loose. So I set them, so I put them in a bar scene. 
and just kind of had that like one guy was passed out on the on the bar <laughs> where you don't even see him you see his legs like one guy one one uh one elf was smoking a joint one just had like a green face that so just looked like he was totally smashed there was one in the background i think he had like like a stocking over his head he was like dancing and being goofy you know like they were just kind of like cut loose while santa was going to deliver all their hard work <laughs> That's that, that that's that's awesome. Yeah, that, that's absolutely awesome. And then I know that you know some people may know this, but some people may not. Um, uh, you went to school with a another one of our uh, our dear dear friends. Uh, you didn't really get to know him when you were at school, but uh, Mr. Uh, Dennis Preston went to the same school that you did. Uh, yes, yes, he did. I think he was a f- couple years behind me. Uh, but yeah, he went to the same art school. The um, mm-hmm. which 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 uh, 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 what was the name? Uh, the American Academy of Art. The um, mm-hmm. which which is awesome. But um, yep. before we get to the you know some of your pieces, because I want you to be able to show a bunch of your cool stuff. Uh, the one thing I didn't want to skip was on uh, episode four of Living Nightmares. Um, you did the design work for all of the masks. Um, you actually created those and and designed those. So I wanted mm-hmm. to get the. Um, you know, the floor open for you and Zach um, about how you work. Zach obviously being the director and Sarah obviously being the designer. You know, how did that process uh, work for both of you? And how did you um, uh, start to develop, you know, some of the, you know, some of the, you know, the look of it, the uh, essentially the um, I wanted to get it because we're all about the filmmaking process. And this is very much a part of the filmmaking process. Mm-hmm. All right. So, yeah, uh, it was great. It was um, basically I started out, uh, Zach told me what the story of, you know, what was going to be going on in the in the film, uh, what the synopsis was. He told me, OK, this is what you're going to be designing. It was supposed to be a cult that existed in the woods. Um, I read the story myself and there was no description of, of at all what the masks looked like. They just said masks. Uh, I asked Zach, like, hey, what are you going for? Um, I think you told me something like V for Vendetta-ish-esque type thing. <laughs> I, I don't exactly remember. I, I don't think so. Like, I, okay. like that style, like, it, it's good, but when you see the V for Vendetta thing, you know what that implies. Yeah, so. I think you want something a little, I don't know, I, you weren't really sure, so... I thought to myself, because that's always the step number one. You ask your client, what what are you thinking? Tell me what you're thinking, because, you know, if I just go off and do this and you're thinking something different, then I'm going to waste my time. So I said, what are you thinking? You, know, you gave me a little loose guidance, but just fine, totally fine. And I was like, all right, good. So now I got free reign to do what I want. Um, so I thought about it. I'm like, what would a cult in the woods look like? You know, maybe they would make their masks out of the materials you find in the woods, bones, uh, you know, uh, sticks, wood, stuff like that. So I came up with the idea of doing animal skull masks. Um, and I did a few drawings, uh, me and Zach discussed it. I think you really pretty much were like, good from the start um and then i went along and started sketching more and i came up with like five different designs i believe and then yeah and then dennis went, took it and went from there so nice nice mm-hmm. and then what about you what about you zach what were some of the you know the, the thoughts from your end on on working with sarah on the you know on the process and everything else or what was going on with your with your thought 
easy to work with. Everything went well. I love the designs, and yeah, everything was great. The um, uh, so no, I know. Hey, um, uh, so no, oh, yeah, okay, fair enough. The um, I know it was a nice, simple dialogue, but I I knew that um, uh, you know, I wanted to make sure that 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 was discussed because I know it hasn't been discussed in detail, um, uh, you know, a little bit. But I like the woodland idea. Um, it was really cool. Go ahead, Zach. It was also two years ago. <laughs> the, uh, so Zach, Zach has memory issues. I told him about something we did, you know, a month ago, and he's like, "I don't remember that." The, um, uh, so, um, so yeah. So here's your opportunity to, you know, okay. pull out some of the pieces. Yeah. I want to, I want to, we want to see them and, okay. and see, um, uh, you know, all the great stuff and talk about, about them right. a little bit. So I guess I'll start with like uh, some like the voodoo stuff I was talking about. Um, I made these uh, shrunken heads. Oh, if you could see yeah, that, yeah, 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 the shrunken head guys. Um, I'm not gonna reveal how I made these, uh, <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> promise you they're not real, but obviously, uh, but yeah, I did the uh, they, these, I make these cool like uh, shrunken heads. I have another one here, so they're kind of like a curio in a curio uh, jar. They're like fun. They're fun. They're not. Again, not anything creepy, grotesque, bloody, gross. They're brightly colored. They got fun colored hair. They got fun colored beads. They're happy. They're happy guys. Um, so this guy is really cool. I made him. He's like a little, honestly, it was a pineapple that I just painted to look like a shrunken head. <laughs> Uh, so this guy's really fun. Again, bright colors, you know, nothing crazy. Yeah, he's got, you know, some damage happening here, but, you know, he's he's a happy, happy dude. <laughs> so everything is, is, is supposed to be happy, fun. That's kind of the, the style that you're, fun, you know, you know, fun, you're going for. you know, lighthearted, but yet, like, a little bit like, oh, that's a little It's a little weird. different. It's a little different. Yeah, different. It's a little different. <laughs> um... <laughs> So then going on with continuing with the voodoo, um, I have uh, these wooden painting, a painting on, on a wood panel uh, of like the voodoo queen. So I like to nice. draw like voodoo priestess and kings as well. So you got, well, they aren't really kings, but this lady is she's the queen. So I put queen on there. Uh, then we got Mr. Papa here. He's Papa Legba. Nice. Which is very popular. He's like the head honcho and the, you know, so he's, he's the, you know, the counterpart to the Voodoo Queen. Uh, so he's very cool. I got him smoking a cigar like he normally does. I uh, got his hat like he normally is seen wearing. So he's a real cool, cool guy, a cool figure in the, the Voodoo culture. A lot of people would recognize him. Uh, and then I have... Uh, and here we go. The, um, this, my favorite one. <laughs> this uh, is a voodoo house uh, model that I created. Um, so it's just, uh, you know, literally just a small plastic dollhouse that I re uh, repurposed uh, to look like a swamp house. Nice. With uh, some voodoo action happening there. You got this guy. I had to put the little alligator <laughs> and the snake. So and inside, you come in, you, you see, flip it around. you see like the, uh, 
this is the house. So you got like the little spell table happening. Um, you got more snakes, you got more grass. Uh, you got upstairs, you got like a little circle going on there, a little pentagram. Nice. Um, yeah, so I had a lot of fun with this. It turned out better than I expected. Um, and it's my first one doing this, and I think I'm definitely going to make more more things like this. So, yeah, I can definitely just sit. It's on a little um, shelf. It can Honestly, if someone who purchased this would like to hang it, they can hang it. Or it could just sit on a table, sit on a desk, whatever you want to do. Uh, yeah, so it's definitely my favorite piece so far. Um, some tiki stuff I got. These are just really simple, uh, made out of resin. They're just like, again, like kind of de decorative <laughs> pieces that you can buy and just kind of have it hanging out on a shelf. They're these, again, bright colors. They're very cool. Uh, not really horror, but again, I, I love anything that's like tiki themed. And another shrunken head I did was this painting. The, uh, so you, this you... is like a succulent shrunken head. <laughs> so they... he's got succulents growing out of his head. Nice. The Elba. But he's a cool dude as well. Um, you love shrunken heads. I love shrunken heads. <laughs> um, and then, too, I mean, I made, like, this is supposed to be, like, a curio box of a dead mermaid. I love that. That's actually really so cool. So it's just, like, a little plastic mermaid toy that I bought, and I just turned it into, like, a curios, like cabinet of curiosity thing again it can be hung on the wall so very purposeful um i have two of those this one's the other one nice so yeah definitely had fun with those and then i also have like uh some holiday themed stuff because i will be in a holiday krampus show it's called krampus curiosities creepy curiosities yep yep so again a lot of this stuff would be being sold there if not i mean all of it's going to be being sold there but i want to do some christmas type stuff so i did like potion bottle ornaments so we got like witch's brew um infecta zombie brains uh snail slime and then I did these cute, like, vintage-looking ornaments, like Halloween ornaments. Like, there's cute little <laughs> oh, cans. Zach will love that. So I also made these uh, fingers. Nice. To, to hang on your tree. <laughs> um, and then I made these, like, macabre-looking uh, poinsettias. So it's like a little... What do you call cameo on there? Nice. Uh, yeah. Then I got another cameo type, like little skeleton zombie lady hanging from an ornament. So, uh, so you seem very comfortable with with mixing um, holidays and, yeah. and giving your own kind of edge to each each different holiday. Yes. You know, I'm an anomaly. I, I like the bright and cheerful, but I like the scary too. <laughs> One more thing is uh, this is like a tiki drink. Nice. 
They um, uh, got a love. It's like a little squid glass. So go. yeah, that's you know pretty much what I got going on here. That's that, yeah. that's awesome. That's awesome. And yeah. then when you sit down to do you know do your process and everything else, is it is it you know kind of you know things you think about or maybe something you saw on the street or you know maybe something you you see and you're like you want to repurpose. You know how's the how's the process work for you? With the drawings, it's definitely just like what I, what I want to draw. You know, I'm just like, okay, what can I draw? I'll draw like, you know, voodoo queen or I'll draw this or that. Um, I, you know, obviously my processes, references, I start looking on Pinterest and Google for imagery that could help me, um, you know, put together an image. I'm not copying anything. I'm not taking a drawing that somebody already did and doing it on my own. I'm not copying a photograph. I'm literally taking multiples. You know, we're talking a lot of different photographs and like, oh, I like this the way the hat is here. I like the way this poses. I like, you know, the colors used in this. And I'll just like literally like old fashioned, like slap it together in a Word document, all these pictures. I print it out and I have it next to me while I'm drawing. And I kind of, when I'm getting to a certain part of the drawing, I look at my photos and I think, how can I, you know, what can I do for this part? And what can I do for that part? Um, same thing with like the house I did. Uh, I pulled a bunch of different reference photos of swamp houses, the swamps, voodoo, witchcraft, um, all kinds of different things. How do I want you know, the, the the exterior to look, you know, do, do I like the way the, the, the way the roof is on this house? Do I like the way the windows are in this house? Like, you know, I just take different pieces and I use it as inspiration to create my own thing. Um, yeah. And then, I mean, honestly too, like, um, I know what I like. I know I like to make, so I'll be honest with you. I, I go to like the Dollar Tree. <laughs> She's the only person I have to financially worry about at the and, Dollar Tree. And um, I will literally just browse the aisles of the Dollar Tree. Some of my favorite aisles are the obviously Crafter's Corner because Dollar Trees, they're getting good with the crafting. They are, <laughs> they know what they're doing. They are really knowing what they're doing with the crafting community. They're selling vinyl now, which means cricket crazy cry cut people are buying the vinyl they're using their cricket machines. Uh, I'm talking about these really expensive crazy machines that cuts vinyl. You can make all kinds of crap out of it. Um, I mean, they're selling everything, and I love that section. Then I will hit up the toy section because I find things like this house I just repurposed and made into a creepy house um so a lot of different toys you can use and like just repaint tear apart use pieces of it um i like to do that um and then of course you know i hit up like michael's and we'll buy like floral stuff and like um stuff that's on clearance and really cheap stuff um you know nothing too crazy or expensive materials but it's fun to like really put stuff together and see what you can make out of it. It's like so excited, you know. That's 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 awesome. That's awesome. So yeah. Um. Uh, you know, and I um. Uh, so I think we're gonna we're gonna get going to to wrap it up. But I have a, do have a question of the podcast, mm-hmm. and I already know Sarah's answer, but I actually kept it for this for this very specific moment. Um. And Zach kind of brought it up a little bit too. Um. What was a uh uh you know I'm gonna say specifically a teacher 
that inspired you to, uh, you know, to keep this going and to really follow your passions and um, uh, and make you, you know, it maybe formed you into what you are today and recognize that that, you know, that all this other regular learning stuff is not necessarily for you, but you do have a passion and a talent for art and uh, and and you know and things of that nature and really propelled you forward um in tradition uh the guest does go first but they do have an option to pass um but um but i i wanted to give you the opportunity to talk about maybe a teacher that inspired you on on moving forward uh, maybe turned you into a superhero yeah so you know and it's funny because like a few teachers came into my head when you were asking me that question um you know, despite all the shitty teachers I had, I did have some really great ones that just, like, just really helped me out and made me who I am. So I do have a third grade teacher. Her name was, she had a funny name, and God bless her for, you know, going into third grade teaching with this name. Her name was Miss Farty, spelled F-A-R-D, as in dog, Y. Um, but she was awesome. Uh, she was really great. Uh, she was the first teacher I had after two years of bad teaching. I had this wonderful third grade teacher. Uh, she just looked past my my issues. Uh, she showed she you know loved me for the person I was. She knew I was a good kid. She knew I wasn't you know, trying to cause any trouble or be a bad student. Um, she often favored me, you know, she let me watch the newts in the little bowl while she cleaned out the newt cage. You know, she, um, she called me super Sarah. She, uh, she really, and she, uh, one, I mean, one really quick story is the art project I did, uh, in the class, it was a haunted house, and I decided in my haunted house I was going to draw a bunch of creepy stuff, and no, no other kid thought of that, you know, the wind, in the windows to draw stuff, and she was just so impressed by my creativity, she's like, I'm going to hang this up front and center, like, you did such a great job with this, so she really made me feel good, made me feel like, you know, that I can do this, and I can, you know, excel and thrive. Nice. And you wrote a comic about her later on in your college I career? I did. I wrote, in my college career, I wrote about my uh, experience becoming an artist. And it was like a little graphic novel, and I definitely featured her in that. Yep. Nice. I love I, I love. And that. the comic was called Super Sarah. Because <laughs> that's what she, yeah, she used to call you. Um, uh, Zach? Probably more in college than it is. I mean, yeah, else. but like all my like truly great and amazing teachers were in college. I wouldn't say that I have one that I like prefer over the other. The first good teacher that I can remember from my life was my fifth grade teacher. Granted, names are foggy as fuck. I can't remember any of my like, like the only teacher I remember that I it was the name of at least is the one that I hated. And that was my sixth grade teacher. I hope that woman's rotting in hell. <laughs> <laughs> But besides that, I mean, um, besides other that, than, other than like she was the only teacher that I can remember that I legitimately fucking hated. High school, I had for the most part great teachers, and I had one stupid teacher, my fucking chemistry teacher. She would lose papers, students would prove her wrong. She was a fucking moron. But I mean, yeah, for the most part, 
from high school up, I got lucky with my teachers. Uh, well, there was one teacher in college who couldn't teach to save his fucking life, the audio guy. Tried teaching a VFX class, did not know what the fuck he was doing, completely unqualified, <laughs> fucking moron. <laughs> Just, Jesus Christ. All right, but... Uh, I don't know. Back, I to, posi- me, back just, to positivity. Back to the great um, ones. <laughs> yeah, no, I just fuck it. Like, I had good teachers, great, uh, some great teachers. Names are foggy, but for the most part, like, teachers are not anything that I can, like, think of, talk about, care about. It's like, they got me where I need to go. Cool. We're done here. Move on. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I, like, um, Sean <laughs> was probably my favorite teacher in school just because he taught me, you know, editing tricks vfx tricks stuff like that and that's really just kind of the end of it um yeah Wright was an interesting teacher uh i heard about uh, bruce our actually no bruce was our script writing teacher taught a lot of great stuff film history good script writing techniques very good man um yeah uh and then katie was also a great film teacher as well and yeah i mean i guess my best teachers were my film teachers so yeah shout out to all of them for the most part um, uh, and I think, um, uh, I think for me is, um, the, um, is Mr. Kane, um, is probably the one that, that just taught me about, um, art, the, um, and about literature and about, you know, and I think a lot of the, the, like a lot of the lessons that he stemmed, you know, that stemmed from him led into everything else, led into, into film, into appreciating, plays and literature and you know he taught me an important lesson that i still um uh, you know remember to this day and he, he says mark you know um always read a book twice um because the book doesn't it doesn't change and you do the um you will always have a different perspective coming back to it and i relate that to so many different things it, i relate that to people i relate that to film i relate that to artwork i relate that to music and to literature plays you will always come back to things differently if enough time has passed because you have changed the and the movie is not and there's been plenty of movies that that uh, that I've seen and I hated when I first started and and then I've grown to appreciate them or I found something new but I had to transform into the person that I am today in order to actually appreciate that nuance and I think that that's a piece of advice that I've um, carried throughout my entire life in almost every aspect of my life. Uh, so it, it was a good advice that I, that I treasure to this day. And I think, um, the, um, and, and the, and the second runner up would be, um, uh, the, uh, Mr. Glenn, who was my high school theater teacher, who was absolutely fucking insane. Um, the man did not drink water. He drank Mountain Dew. Um, and yeah, he hated, he said, he said, uh, he said uh, like very, uh, snobbly too. It's like water is for bathing. The, uh, not for drinking the, um, and I'm like you're fucking insane. But, um, but for some, you know, I don't know. And he never did this explicitly, but, um, he was always a supporter of passion. Um, you know, if you were passionate about something, like uh, you would never meet a more encouraging person to, to follow that passion. Like, and, and, and he was the one guy that like either go big or go home. He never said those phrases cause he never would, but he, he lived that philosophy of if you're going to do something, do it as big and as passionately as you possibly can in every aspect. Um, uh, you know, take, <laughs> take life by the balls and, 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 and go. Um, and it's something I learned from him, even if he probably didn't intend to teach me that it's something that I learned from him is that if nothing in life is worth doing without passion, 
the um uh, and if you don't if you don't have that then it, it's not going to be and then talks you know something we talked about in the last podcast you know if you don't have passion towards something then it's not going to matter it's not going to matter all that much and you won't give a shit so therefore nobody else will give a shit so um so be passionate about things the um uh, so um Sarah, this is your opportunity to look directly into that camera and tell all the good people where they can find you on all the social medias and maybe that um, uh, that art show that, that's coming up um, uh, and and let them know where they can find all your great artwork and where they can buy it. Yes. Um, so I have a website called freakyticketart.com. Um, you can't really buy anything on there. It's more just like a gallery page. Um, I have, but you can buy stuff online on Etsy. Again, Freaky Tiki Art. Um, I have a Facebook page. Uh, you can view what I'm, you know, all my latest and greatest products on there. Also Freaky Tiki Art. Um, and I'm going to be having a, uh, table selling my stuff that you've seen here and also more stuff as well um at the krampus creepy curiosity show it's going to be in lombard at the brower house and it is on december 3rd so it's a saturday it's coming up but uh yeah i will be there selling most of this stuff if not more Awesome, awesome! Thank you so much um, uh, for being on the podcast today, and um, and thank you all of you for uh, checking out uh, the Nightmares podcast. You can find us on uh, where anywhere where podcasts can be found: Spotify, um, uh, YouTube, and Anchor. And then also you can find us on all of our great uh, social medias. Um, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, and Slasher. The application for all things horror. And if you are watching this on YouTube, if you could be so awesome, stab that like button, smash that subscribe and click that little dingy bell to be notified every time we drop amazing content. Thank you so much, and we'll see you next time on the Nightmares Podcast. Bye, guys. Everybody wave to the wide. Yay.